With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Lynn presents TNT on BTR with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Grab in wrestling fans and get ready, because it's TNT and it's dynamite. about 4.35 Pacific Standard Time, 6.30 Central Standard Time, and 7.35 Eastern Time. That can only mean one thing. It is time for Rampage Productions to proudly present to you Rampage Rant Thursday Night Turmoil on the Evolution Radio Network, an Evolution Radio Network exclusive. And we are live and exclusively live, baby, on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Sadistic Sean David, and I'm going to play her intro tonight because it's been a while since she's uh, been with us. Uh, Sin and I have been hanging down the, holding down the fort here. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me in welcoming back to our airwaves. She's a warrior to me at this point, and we'll explain that here in just a few minutes. But our own chaotic case. Yes, Sin will be with us momentarily. Unfortunately, sometimes Sin does have to work his real shoot job. He will be with us, uh, I'm going to say between 7, 7 7.30, 7.30, somewhere in there, but he will be joining us tonight. And tonight, I have dubbed tonight, We May Need a Resurrection. Um, This is coming (laughs) after 
This is coming after WrestleMania, which we talked about with Finn last week here on the program, Um, but also some things going on in the world of wrestling with AEW, with Ring of Honor, with, with everything going on. And it being Easter weekend, we just may need a resurrection in the wrestling business. Uh, tonight, you know, we are going to be talking about WWE and uh, the land of Vince McMahon. Boy, it's uh, just not what it used to be. Um, I think Steve Kane would uh, say the same thing if he were still with us. And we'll be talking about that AEW and all things wrestling here tonight. We are going to save this 21-minute shit list, our new format for the shit list, which is seven minutes per host, until uh, (laughs) Finn does get here because, boy, he's going to have one tonight, and I'm going to have one, and there's going to be other things that we're going to talk about tonight um, that are really going to kind of um, set things off. I do want to take the moment, and, and Finn will weigh in on this when he gets here, um, but boy, Tammy Lynn Stitch, aka Sunny, just cannot keep her name no. out of the news. Again I, uh, or still? Uh, well, we're we're just gonna say still, but this time she killed a seventy-five-year-old man by hitting him at a stop sign. Oh no! Um, Cornette had oh, no. had reserved um, talking about her for a very long time out of um, respect for Chris Candido. Um, but unfortunately, there's there's no more ignoring what's going on with this woman. Um, it's bad. It's been bad for a while. We've talked about it several times on this program, and I don't think anybody knew the, the extent of how bad it was. Um, Cornette basically said he was uh, just ashamed of her at this point. Um, it's It's a very sad situation. There is other news that I want to get to. Um, Get this. Yeah. See, this just really kind of bugs me. There was a really bad accident out front of my out front of my building about two weeks ago, and it took two people's lives. And the guy, he, let's just say I've seen the footage of the accident because well, it gets leaked from from cameras. And one second you see him, the next second they're gone. Guy was going at such a speed that you don't even see anything happen. That is sad, and unfortunately, I do have to start this program off tonight on um, hopefully not a bad, bad note. I'm going to read into this article as we go on, but I do have to break this. All right, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Wrestling legend Shinjiro Otani. Uh, suffered a spine injury and is unable to move his limbs after he was suplexed into a turnbuckle. This happened uh, not that long ago over in Japan within the last couple of days. Um, Folks, we've said it before. We'll say it again. It's not ballet. This is, you know, we just saw what happened to Big E Langston on WWE programming. Um, And I'm not saying it was this guy's fault. However, when you get a spine injury and are unable to move your limbs, you're done. Well, unfortunately, that is not the case with Big E. Big E is able to move his fingers, his toes, and his limbs. Right. That's not the case. Right. 
I yeah, think he's we, case. Seen, seen, we grew up, okay, Sean, you saw it the same time I did. We all saw it. Draws dog falls, basically. <laughs> ending ending his own life, pretty much. You know what I mean? When you put yourself in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, you know, you think your life is over. It's not, but you think your life is over. Correct. So, I mean, we, we watched Draws dog almost kill himself. But, you know, it's like... Oh my God! Some some of these news and another thing, okay. And I know you hate it too because we've discussed it before. Any moves on the outside apron? Yes, uh, we are. Yeah. We have we have been That's talking awesome. about that with Finn on on uh, this program the last couple of weeks about that and why they shouldn't be done. Um, they mm. they just not. Look, I, I'm not a wrestler anymore, but I still manage on occasion. I'll be managing here in a couple of weeks from what I, uh, I've been told. Um, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, you've seen the way the, the ring is built. You've watched the, the whole construction of the ring. You know every spot of the ring, and you know where the ring is the hardest, and that's on the damn outside apron. Um, it's not that there's not padding there. I don't want to deceive people into thinking that. There is padding there, but you have to understand that, okay, on the inside of the ropes, Yes, there are cross beams under that wood, but you don't have a main frame piece of cross beam. And, and that's usually double the thickness, double the weight of the inner beams because it's, you know, it's the frame. And what I mean by that is obviously you have four posts, you have your four frame pieces. Um, they're landing on the frame of the ring when they land on that apron. It, Katie does not bullshit. It is the hardest part of the ring, but that is why. It's, it's responsible for holding all of that ring together. That is why, um, you know, some of these bigger matches that you see with really big dudes, especially on the independent level, if they're too big, you're going to see the ring post shift. And that is always a, a, a dangerous equation because if those shift the wrong way, that ring's going down. I've seen it happen. Been around 20 years to be able to see it happen. Um, you can search YouTube for things like that. It does happen. Landing on the apron of the ring or the frame, frame of the ring is stupid. I would never do it. Um, you can pay me enough to do it. I, I just, I don't see the need for it. For the same reason that I don't see all of these unnecessary bumps on the outside being necessary in 2022 either. This is a, this is conversation we'll, we'll kind of bust open here with um, uh, Finn when he gets here, but Steve Kane and I, were, we're not big fans of this. I said, if you've got a reason to do something on the outside, or we're building you to a storyline where you're, you're going to pile drive the guy on the outside of the ring. That's fine. But other than that, mm-hmm. there's no real need to be taking bumps on the outside of the ring. It's flying through it, the ropes each other. Okay. How do you feel well, about them flying? Um, I'm going to save that for when Finn gets here because Cut. man, he is, he is just not a fan of the Tope Suicida. And I can't say that I am anymore either. It is overdone. You know what I can say? You said that very well. Um, I, I, your pronunciation it, was beautiful. It's, it's overdone. And we're going to talk about a wrestling promotion tonight that is being fronted by the former Braun nice. Strowman and EC3. Um, I don't agree with everything that these guys are doing. I want to be publicly clear about that right here and now. However, there is a premise to some of the moves that they've banned, one of them being the Tope Suicida, another being the Super Kick. Um, There were a couple others that I'd have to go back and find, but those were two of them. 
it's very simple. And Steve Chain and I said this when we did the original Promoters Roundtable, and uh, I'll break this announcement now. Uh, the Open Invitational Promoters Roundtable returns May 19th. Uh, we have plenty of spots for promotions to sign up. We're going to be uh, shilling the hell out of this in the next week or so. And um, look, I'm not going to turn anybody away. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to do that. The old man is not here anymore. That's why I had Katie. That's why I had Sin. However, right. if you think you're going to use this platform to come and, and, and try to air your personal vendetta with me or with Sin or with Katie, it will not be the night for that. Um, this will be a, a, a throwback to the original premise that Steve and I founded doing this Promoters Roundtable of sitting a collective down of promoters from all around the globe and exchanging ideas on not only how to book, how to promote, how to run successful wrestling events. This is for legitimate promoters only. Um, that means that, okay, I don't, I don't care if you've been trained. That's, that's, that's not up for this, this night. But if you, don't, if you call in and you clearly don't know what the hell you're talking about, you will be hung up on. Um, I just want to make that very clear. This is open to anybody that wants to learn anything. Um, this is open to promoters that may have not liked me in the past. But again, no personal beef is not going to be aired on, on that program on that night. Um, nope. So this is open invitational to any promoter of the sport of professional wrestling all over the world. May 19th. Please contact us on Facebook, Wrestling Authority Radio on Facebook. Uh, send your submissions there, Sean David Hubbard, um, and, and we'll put you down for the list as a call in for that night. This will be the relaunch of Wrestling Authority Radio, and we will be returning to the airwaves alternating weeks uh, of this program. And that's kind of the way we were doing things before Steve left us. That's the way we're going to continue to do things. Um, we may have some specials here and there. Um, but that's the way that uh, the, the Evolution Radio Network is going to operate from here on out. We are going to be doing more roundtables through the end of the year, looking bigger and better guests. Um, it's just going to get better from here on out. And a lot of people ask, Sean, what took so long? Um, Katie was going through some health stuff, you know, cancer survivor now at this yeah. point. That's why I call her a warrior. You know yeah, I mean, like, I was, I was people that had too much on my plate. I had cancer. Like I had chemo, I had chemotherapy to do, and then I had scans to do, and then I had radiation, and now I'm I'm healing up from radiation. I'm still sick off my pills, so <laughs> every like and and I mean it's hit or miss with the pills. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I didn't get sick through the actual chemotherapy. I got lucky. They had me on so much anti nausea that I didn't know if I was coming or going where being sick was concerned. So. I'm good with that. I'm, radiation is done. I'm ready to go back and ready to go back and, and be a human being again. And the other thing is, Katie will tell you, it was finding the right co-host to not only gel with her and I, but yeah. somebody that would bring the kind of knowledge that Steve brought to this program and expertise. Yeah. And he will be handling booking guests who's got connections that I didn't even have. I forgot that he had. Um, but he was also my trainer, so there's also that element into it, too. A lot of people have thought, ah, Sean's just kissing his trainer's ass. No, he will tell you, because he's done this on this program, and I think when he first joined us, Katie was here when he did this, he will call me on my bullshit when it's needed. So the old man did the same thing, and that's how this, this program has got to run. Um, so with that being said, you know um, – I want to I wanna do this now, and uh, Sin will be with us later to uh, kind of elaborate on this. 
but um, this was supposed to happen a while ago, and unfortunately, the timing wasn't right, so I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to make my announcement. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil on the Evolution Radio Network. Gentlemen, it is my proud honor at this time to announce the first induction of the 2022 Icons of the Illinois Valley, and I couldn't think of a man more deserving. On Sunday afternoon, April 24th, at Marengo Family Wrestling in Marengo, Illinois, at the Big Benefit Fundraiser for the Marengo High School, the Dean of Wrestling referee Steve Kane, a.k.a. the Dean of Wrestling Steve Kane, will take his rightful spot into the icons of the Illinois Valley. This is something I've had to keep under extreme wraps uh, with Katie and, and a couple other people. This is being done with the blessing of Steve Kane's wife, Sheila Kane. Um, she unfortunately will not be able to be at this, but that Monday morning after the Sunday event, I will be um, sending her express mail, Steve Kane's plaque for the icons of the Illinois Valley. Um, Katie, I'm going to give you a moment to say what you would like to say about that, and then I will elaborate more. Well, as Steve said, it couldn't go to a better guy. You know, the man deserves it. He worked for it, and so be it. I don't have much to say about it, but it's. I'm glad it's being done posthumously, yes, but it's being done. We're doing right by you, Steve. We're trying our best. And that may not be the only uh, thing to happen that night. Uh, we will have some more information about that, hopefully maybe later tonight or in the coming week. Um, also going to be getting with Frank to take Melson, the promoter of the event, and we should have some of that talent of Melson Family Wrestling uh, next Sunday in Marengo, Illinois, on this program next Thursday night. That is the slated plan. I will be there. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, this is, for me is a, a, a big night, not only because of what we're doing for Steve Kane, um, but this will be the night for me that I celebrate my 20th year active in the professional wrestling business. 
Um, it just doesn't feel the same without the old man. And I think that's why I had to do this on this night. Um, I always thought that he would, he would be uh, there on my 20th. And uh, we, we had always made jokes about, you know, yeah, it'll be your 20th year kid. And I'll make you come out to the ring with a, with a cane. And, and it, it you know, um, his loss is, <laughs> is still very um, raw and emotional for all of the hosts here. I know that there are a lot in the Chicagoland area that are happy to see this induction coming. There are those in the Chicagoland area that did not know that I was doing this Hall of Fame that have reached out to me about their own induction. And I'm here to tell you that hopefully uh, in between now and the end of the year, we're going to have some more uh, icons of the Illinois Valley inductions. Um, There there are a lot of people that are worthy of going in. It's finding the right time and place and and where they're going to be. And and can I be there to do the induction? Uh, Things of that nature. But April 24th, Marengo Marengo Family Wrestling. April 24th, Nelson Family Wrestling, Marengo, Illinois. Um, And Steve Kane knew Frank the Tank Nelson. They they go back to Windy City together. Um, Could not have picked a better promotion for this to happen at. Frank and his wife were honored that this is going to be happening um, with them. Steve Kane meant the world to a lot of people that are going to be on this event and, and obviously everybody on this program. Um, so it's going to be a big feel-good moment. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Like I said earlier, I am slated to be managing. That doesn't, I, I don't know if, who I'm managing. I don't know if I'm good guy, bad guy, but I can tell you this. I was slated to come that. to uh, – I was slated to be um, <laughs> with Frank the Tank Nelson's promotion a couple years ago. They did a reunion up in Harvard. Uh, Steve and I were slated to be at that event. Unfortunately for us, that uh, event here in Illinois was booked in the winter months. Uh, we got a snowstorm. Neither one of us was, was able to attend. But um, yep, I will say this. I uh, Frank the Tank Nelson has an eye for talent. So I can assure you, whoever I'm managing that night, they will walk out of their match victorious. And if Nelson Family Wrestling is a thing that will be around for months or years to come, you can guarantee that I will be a part of it. And if there's championship gold up uh, at any time, uh, whoever I am representing will be going for the gold. Um, it's, you know, uh, a, a lot of people know it's it's kind of been a while for me since I've managed. Um, but it's like riding a bicycle. I won't forget. And, uh, you know, there's a yeah. lot of people that will probably look. Go ahead, Katie. Yeah, with, with riding a bicycle, you know, it's like anything else. It's going to take some time. But, Sean, this is you we're talking about. You know, That's correct. You've bounced back from a lot of things. You've bounced back from a lot of abuse people. You don't know how much abuse this boy grew up with. And, and uh, I only call I only call you a boy because I'm older than you. But yes. you do. You put up with too much shit. Okay. Yes. 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 I will admit the man has caused some of his own shit. But there's people out there who I don't know if it's unforgiving or just don't have anything in their lives other than to be bullies, but Sean puts up with more shit than you could ever imagine. And and it there's bugs, a lot of people... Go ahead. It bugs me. It bugs me, Sean. It bugs me how much plus, shit you put up with. You know, you... you, plus, still, I mean, you, can't, you he puts up with so much shit, hip waders in isn't enough, okay? Not enough. And not only that, but um, there have been people, and Katie and Steve told me this years ago, just just throw it in the towel and be done with this shit. I'm the type of person yeah, yeah. I don't quit. 
this um, for for many of you that uh, some of you may have seen my Facebook post earlier today where um, my step former well he's will always be my stepbrother and I were trading comments about uh, 20 years ago um, we had gone uh, his name's so Jake I know what look for. Jake oh. Big Rick okay um, I know okay, I made a post I uh, about 20 years ago. I had um, had some exposure to wrestling on the independent level by going up to the Pru Mall, and that's actually where I first met Stan. But about 20 years ago, we attended our first event together at the House of Pain in Spring Valley, Illinois, for Powerhouse Wrestling under Tim Weil. And uh, that at, that night, I'll actually tell this story because I don't think I ever have. Um, that night, to our shock, we were asked to manage Freight Train Jonas, who is a member of the Icons of the uh, Illinois Valley. Um, that lit the spark for me. What a lot of people don't realize because I've never told this story is I waited a couple weeks later until I met um, until I met Road Warrior Hawk, and that was my reconfirmation. That was that cemented everything for me that even as a kid wanting this, I could get there. Um, it took work. <laughs> I, I won't I won't lie to anybody. Twenty years. Many times I have pu- punched my hand through a wall uh, over promoting events. I, I mean, yes, there, there, there's been triumph. There's been victory. There's been trouble. I'm not done. Um, there's a song that I'm going to upload to the studio within the next week or so that says, um, you haven't seen uh, my best yet. And I believe after 20 years, I've, I've done a lot. I've, I almost, literally damn near set out to do everything in this business that I set out to do. Um, obviously, yes, at one point I had the goal of being the Intercontinental or Light Heavyweight Champion, but other plans were made for that. But still to be a part of this business 20 years later, still to be doing what I'm doing with this radio program, meeting everybody that I've met doing this radio program and over the last 20 years, a blessing. I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And a there, are a lot, there are a lot of people that have said that this program or myself have not done anything positive for the wrestling business. I'm here to disagree with you on that. Um, there's been a lot no, of good that I, I've done. I can I can say that. I've I've been here for eight years, so I can say this. You want to say that Sean doesn't do any good for, for the sport of wrestling? You're full of shit. And I will tell you, you're full of shit to your face, in your ear. I do not care. I've, I've known the man for eight years. Yeah, he's a shithead. Yes, he is. But he's better than he's treated. You're worth more than you're treated, honey. And I've, I've told you that over that. the years. Yeah. I appreciate that dearly. So that's yeah. kind of where we're at. Um, next week, we'll kind of bust open more of my 20 years, kind of some of the bigger moments for me in my in my 20 years of doing this. Uh, people that I've met that have really kind of uh, shocked me in meeting them and, and, and working with them and, and getting the opportunities over the last 20 years that I've been given. Um, there are a lot of people in this wrestling business that think that this is something that is to be just given to them without no work. No, I'm here to tell you, even after 20 years, I will look at a rookie and tell him or her that it needs to be earned. So we're going to take this quick little commercial break. It's about two minutes while I uh, get Katie and I ready for our next segment. And we're going to continue yep. here on to the races. Rampage Rant, Thursday Night Turmoil. Don't go anywhere. Professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. 
Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public, it's a public service announcement brought to you by the St. Louis wrestling community and this fine program, our good old friend Crime Fighter, uh, recording that. And yes, it's still true in 2022. You need to check those credentials. All right. Um, where do I want to go from here? Well, it's up to you, buddy. Don't Anywhere to. Hold on, hold on. This PSA has been paid for by a hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. That that comes from Billy. He just sent that, that was, to me. That yeah, was he just great. Sent it to me. He just sent it to me. I went over to look at my messages, and there it was. <laughs> it was a hot dog and a handshake. Thanks, buddy. All right, I know where I know where we're gonna go now because I have I have waited too long to talk about this one as well. So I'll cue this clip and then we'll go in to talk about this. This Saturday night at the Birmingham Fairgrounds, Mud Show Championship Wrestling presents an all-star card of action-packed wrestling matches just for you. In the main event, Sam McCallahan faces Jelly Janella in a bleak 182 death match. Featured match, Joey Ryan versus Priscilla Kelly in a puke on the naughty parts match. First person to puke on their opponent's naughty parts loses. Garden rake on a pole match, special wheelbarrow race, and much, much more. All that this Saturday night at the Birmingham County Fairgrounds. It's Mud Show Championship Wrestling. You don't want to miss it. Y'all better be there. Well, after a decade-long hiatus, Ian Rotten's IWA Mid-South is slated to return to Illinois in a little over a month's time. I am not going to break into full details, but we know the history of Ian. We know the history of IWA Mid-South. We know... Um, the history of, of, of King of the Death matches and other things that have spun out of King of the Death matches. Um, if you never went back and watched the Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring, well, I don't. Um, I have very little respect for the man wanting to do that kind of thing to his body. Um, I don't call him a wrestler. I will. I never will. That's that's where him and I will draw the line on that. And and I know everybody will say, well, Sean, he could beat the shit out of you. I don't care. I. Th- I can beat the shit out of you. That's besides the point. When it when it when it comes to wrestling, I like to think because the, the guy really can't work that I could outwork Nick Gage. Just gonna say because it doesn't take talent to do the deathmatch shit that's being done, and all of this stemmed from IWA Mid South going way back into the nineties. So basically, let me let me um while, while we're waiting on Sin here and we'll move the 
program forward from there. Um, Ian Rotten at one time was slated to be the developmental pro, uh, uh, property of WWE. Um, however, because he didn't want to listen to Jim Cornette when Jim Cornette told him, Ian, if this is going to be the land where WWE comes and plucks talent, you cannot do the deathmatch shit. Um, that didn't happen. And it was moved to uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. That is why OVW became the developmental territory that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it says a lot that if you're going to be on WWE payroll and you would rather choose to have bo- uh, guys and girls go out and slice themselves up in all kinds of manners, whether they uh, are consenting to it or not, if you're stupid enough to throw away a deal with WWE for that, you really are a special kind of stupid. Yeah, you're a helmet-wearing special kind of stupid. Um, I have worked for Ian. I've, 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 we've had Ian on this program before. I've had conversations yep. with Ian. Um, do I agree with King of the and Queen of the Death matches? No, I never agreed with it. Do I agree with going a little hardcore here and there? Yes, when the situation calls for it. Blood for the sake of blood is stupid. And I learned this through Stir Mo on this program because we had a big debate about it about how you can get the same effect as somebody bleeding without blood. Same effect, audience-wise. It's like going going to a play and they're naked just for the sense of being naked. Okay? If you don't need it, don't do it. All right. We are going to be joined by another one of our correspondents at this time. He is the mad conservative crime fighter from Springfield, Illinois. Please welcome him. Yeah. Um, talking about IWA Mid-South. Go ahead. I have no comment about IWA Mid-South. Hey, honey. But I do want to note that... Thank you. I do note that um, Ian Rotten, uh, other promotions are doing the same thing, but in the same area, but Ian Rot- if Ian not Rotten is going to be the first one to be called out every time. Just so you know, I distinctly remember a couple of years ago when Indiana kind of lifted some of the COVID restrictions, or at least uh, didn't have the uh, have as much as other states. Ian Rotten held an indoor show, and the whole wrestling news media came down on him. How dare you do that? Well, ignore the fact that in neighboring Wisconsin, they were doing the same thing, and not a word was said about it. So, that is correct. Crummy, we also know that it's a, it, it, you know, okay, just put it this way, okay? Say you, you and I walked in the room, and everybody loved you and hated me, okay? It wouldn't matter what I said all night long. I'm going to be hated. No one's going to listen. They're going to laugh at your stupid jokes when I just told the same joke. It's the way it is. Okay. Um, That's how I, I feel. Yes. yes. Um, there were shows being done by Frankie DeFelco and other um, Wisconsin promoters uh, during COVID. I don't know what the real issue is with why I think there was more to the story than Ian just running an indoor show during COVID. I believe there was a situation that happened. I don't have all those notes in front of me. Um, I'm not here to diss on Ian. I'm here to diss on him because people in Illinois that remember the last time he was in Illinois, um, well, there were a couple instances of this. If you want to get technical, the last IWA Mid-South show in Illinois, 
Um, but well, let's let's backtrace here. The last time he ran the Chicagoland area, I believe those events were canceled. And and from my knowledge, there were people a couple of years ago, within the last five years, uh, stating that they had never seen their money for from Ian on that. I'm not here to bust that open either. I'm just I, I want to make this transparent. Now, Ian did run with Joey Grunge down in Bellevue, Illinois, uh, Bellevue Plaza, uh, IWA Midwest. Now, the last IWA Midwest show I was at, it was a double shot weekend. Um, Joey Grunge was not there, but Ian was there. And, um, you know, that, that was kind of it for IWA in Illinois. That, that was like the legit end of IWA in Illinois. Um, I'm excited to see them come back. But when you're coming back to the Chicagoland area and you're trying to be competitive with, let's face it, an AAW, a freelance wrestling, a warrior wrestling, um, you know, those are the, your top three that are really drawing, uh, you're coming in and you're sharing some of the same talent, which is going to happen. It does happen. I know that, but you're, you you make your announcement about your first event. And then your second announcement is you're going to host the Royal weekend of death at your new venue. I don't know that I would have done that. And here's why. If anybody that has a computer or a smartphone access to the internet were to go in and type in some of um, you know, IWA Mid-South, they're going to find instances because they're all over the internet. And, and we know once you put something on the internet, it does not go away of things that have happened at these type of events. I don't want to see Ian because I, I believe in the IWA product when the IWA product isn't all blood and gore. Because at one point in the, in the early 2000s, IWA had some of the best wrestling you could get your hands on as, as a fan. You had guys like Punk, Samoa Joe, um, Jerry Lynn, you know, you had a who's who in that company. I think it's time for Ian to kind of uh, lay back on some of the hardcore shit and find that next generation. That is what drove IWA to be successful in the first place, promoting matches like um, what was one that he promoted? Crime Fighter, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Mysterio and Guerrero worked for him at one point. So when you're promoting matches of that caliber, but you're also giving the fans the same night, a bloodbath, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Apparently, it worked for Game Changer Wrestling. Ah, uh, but that's see, and that's they my ran, point. They ran a, Chicago and they had a death match on their show. So back in January. So you know, like work. I said, it's a bit of selective outrage. I think that, that no, but it, it, that drives my point back home is that that spun out of IWA Mid-South. We got Game Changer Wrestling out of IWA Mid-South. Well, actually, CZW, which was a spinoff of IWA Mid-South. Which is, let's be honest here. All of this is a ripoff of ECW. That's clearly what it is. It's what it's always yeah. has been. Um, I don't know. I've always, you know, look, I, I like some blood in my storylines my, in my promotion. I like to see some blood when I go to an event. Not all the time. I think AEW, and, and Sin and I talked about this last week, AEW is totally doing overkill with the amount of blood that they're doing. Um, and that's going to change. We're going to talk about that uh, here with him tonight, too, the merger. Okay, we want to talk blood. Punk's match was, what, what was his name? He bled like a sieve the other night? Uh, MJF. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it wasn't MJF. It was, oh, man. The, the no, other gentleman that had a tryout match. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, but they, 
Um, it's pouring it, blood. It's pouring right. blood. And it, it look, they are trying to be an edgier product, trying to be more Attitude Era. Vince is doing what Vince is doing. There comes a point because they are dealing with network executives uh, with TBS, with TNT, and now there's been an announcement of another merger, and we know what happened the last time the merger was a part of either of those television stations. Um, they have to be careful. They have to be very careful. They also have advertisers. Let's not forget what, they, what happened with Moxley and Nick Gage uh, during their picture-in-picture with the Domino's ad. That oh cost them a, a, a sponsorship with Domino's. These are things you have to consider. Yes. If they're complaining about blood and guts, why do they sponsor some of the movies that have a lot of violence and gore? Ah, uh, that's that, got it there. Another bit of selective outrage. I guess they uh, just see the Hollywood is fake, and then it's like they really believe they're mulling each other or something, which they well, are. Well, and I. I like that they think that, but can we get them to think that uh, that the whole thing is real, not just when the blood happens? Because if we could do that, we could change the momentum in the wrestling business's favor, because if we can actually get people to believe it's real again, then then we have a big problem solved. And this is why, again, I dub tonight, we need a resurrection. Um, we need a resurrection of promoters that are willing to book smart and not let guys go out here and do 20 tope suicidas on one card and not have it be an absolute bloodbath. Um, I am glad that I, IWA is coming back. I hope he's able to find the next generation of talent. There's guys that he's uh, had for a couple of years that have worked for me over the past couple of years. One of them was Shane Mercer, big fan of the guy. However, I think that the, the, the risk with that guy is this. He's got all the size in the world. He's a, very talented in the ring. But when you send a promotional tape of him to a company like WWE or AEW or even the NWA, and they see him doing all of this no hold barred stuff because he does that ICW too, um, then they don't, they don't look at him as seriously as what they would if that wasn't included on the same tape or in the same footage. Um, but getting back to things, yes, um, you know, IWA is coming back. We've got some other events that are slated to happen. Um, Crime Fighter, you were the one that turned me on to this uh, wrestling legend suffering a spine injury. Do you have any more details about this? Uh, refresh my memory. Who who is who is it? Uh, Shin Shinjiro Otani. Yeah, you're gonna make. Um, I don't know if I shared that information, but I saw it. Um, Taz made a comment where he wouldn't throw someone blindly into the turnbuckles because of what um, this uh, Japanese wrestler suffered. So right, but no, I have nothing on that. I didn't even okay. I got shit on it. All right. We are going to got move. I got nothing. Nothing. Nothing I said. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rod I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor for the, about the next 10 minutes. I know you've got some updates that you want to go over with not only your program, but kind of what's going on in the land of central Illinois wrestling. Because we did hear well, a breaking first... announcement uh, earlier this week. I believe that uh, 
One company in uh, southern Illinois or uh, central Illinois has acquired another one. I believe you have some news on that as well. Okay. St. Louis area. This is the St. Louis area. Um, Wrestling Epic and World Powerhouse Wrestling are merging together into one promotion. The Powerhouse, I mean, um, Epic will, uh, the name will remain. Um, other than that, that's their last show for World Powerhouse Wrestling will be on May the 1st. The first post-merger show will be in... Yeah, it's Highland, Illinois, and on May the seventh. And ironically, the name is Hot Dogs and Handshakes. Is that what they named this particular oh event? <laughs> I guess for fun. Literally, I'm going to second. Where are you going with this shield? Somebody says to you, "Hey, hey, Craig, where are you going this weekend? Hot dog and a handshake? What?" <laughs> I that love it. That event will be former WWE superstar Eugene Dinsmore. Oh, wow! Actually, this is a return because he has wrestled for four. Well, in yeah. fact, the um, the one key match that he wrestled for Epic, he tag teamed with. The late Mississippi Madman taking on Mason Beck and the future Donovan Ruddick. Yes, that uh, that, that was, was the match they were involved in. That was uh, early pro wrestling epic going back, my goodness, uh, many number of years. Um, pro wrestling epic has been around. They've been around. They've been around a while. Um, good promoter behind that, spearheading that. I think what they're doing by acquiring other promotions is smart. Congratulations on the merger. Um, hopefully it'll be a smooth transition um, over into new things. I well, am and then the question is, how will they be consolidating titles, unifying titles, because they've had the VPW titles defended on epic shows in the past. And let's see where yeah, it goes that, from there. That is uh, that is a good question, a very good question on on how they'll do that. Um, so that's, I mean, there's the there's some things news. going on. Go ahead. Bigger news, and this was broken earlier today. The Missouri Athletic Commission. Uh, we all know about them, that Missouri is a highly regulated state for pro wrestling and any combat sports. Well, it's coming out last night that uh, they're hiking fees, and Missouri promoters aren't very happy about it. So permit costs are going up to $150 per day per event, effective at the end of this month. Amateur contestant licenses will increase. To forty dollars from thirty, I believe that's where the wrestlers have to get or paying for their license to wrestle in the state. Correct. Second, that'd be managers and valets and stuff would be paying an additional ten bucks for thirty, so thirty dollars. Um, boxing MMA cards fifteen to twenty for two, and there'd be a two-year term. This be where it hurts the fan. They're going to. Slap a $1 surcharge to every ticket sold, including comps, starting on July the 1st. Obviously, fans will be passed on next cost. 
those that uh, promoters that uh, choose to pass on the cost anyway. And this is kind of hurts a bit because a lot of promotions have had to raise their ticket prices in response to the increased overhead to- costs due to inflation and energy prices. I mean, the talent has had to hike their fees, booking fees, because it costs more money to uh, get to the venue now since most of them drive. The uh, bigger talent, of course, um, the uh, celebrity wrestlers from their WWE alumni and such fly in. Of course, airline tickets have gone up, too. That's correct. So, yeah, everything, everything's gone up because of inflation. And now the executive director, who is uh, Tim, oh, I'm going to try to pronounce this name. Uh-oh. Lukenhoff. Lukenhoff. That's close enough. He claims this is like only the second time they've ever um, raised uh, fees in their 27-year existence, or last 27 years. And why do you think they raised the prices? It's because due to the decline of yearly revenue the past two years, of course, that's because everything was shut down due to covid there were far fewer events happening as a result, so they couldn't take in as much money. The MAC receives no state government funding whatsoever, and they're not allocated any money from their parent um, government agency, the Missouri uh, Department of Professional Registration. So their fee, the fees are set to cover the MAC's annual expenses, and by law, the fees are not to exceed 2.5 times their annual budget. Boy, and um, there's been promoters vowing to run fewer events or move or do more events on the Illinois side of the river. Um, I know there's some promotions in the can't. Kansas City area would likely cross over the border to run in Kansas instead of Missouri. Correct. On that side. So the people well, that are I, running in the middle of the state of Missouri are kind of taking it on the chin the worst, I guess. Uh, yes, and, and this is horrible news coming out of um, uh, breaking news because um, they did this to kind of say, okay, things are getting back to normal, but they did not understand that promoters' businesses have been down for the past two to three years because of this COVID. Um, and, and we're just now starting to come back. I think um, there have been some great events that Crime Fighter has uh, attended in, just in the course of the last few months, uh, it's starting the year of 2022, um, in the state of Missouri. And crowds are up in some places, so this hurts. Uh, It's the same thing here. It's the same thing here. Events are slowly coming back. And, wow, my team just scored again. Sorry. But um, uh, events are slowly coming back. I mean, Smash Wrestling hasn't been back, so I haven't seen my Rosemary. So it's it's touch and go. It It is, but what really hurts is when a promotion has a sellout crowd, uh, MMWA just did here a week or two ago, and now yeah. the state athletic commission is going to come in and say, "Oh, well, your drawn must 
you're, you're drawing again. We're going to need more of that money that you you decide yeah, to Yeah, we want to use. That money. Right. And it, it sucks. I don't want to see companies close. Um, NDW does good down there. There's, there's a lot of companies really packing some houses down in the state of Missouri. And, look, there was one time where a lot of people thought that Missouri was on its ass uh, wrestling-wise because nobody would want to touch it because of the, the difficulties in dealing with that state of the athletic commission. Um, I hope that there's some kind of compromise here that can be reached to where we're not going to see promotions close. We're going to see uh, promotions continue to thrive. It, I think what promotions. I don't think promotions uh, are going to close. They're just going to run fewer times in the state of Missouri. They kind of predict that um, WWE and AEW won't want to go to Missouri all that much either. Uh, ironically, a, Missouri was one of the very first states to open up. However, the major metropolitan areas did not want to go along with the correct. reopening. So that's the situation we're under here. Um, yeah. same thing, it's the same they thing here. Any, they didn't do us any favors. Yeah. It's the same thing here. You know, Everything's starting to slowly open up again, and people need to act right. But yeah. Well, unfortunately, hockey, baseball, kind of well, unfortunately, the dictator and prime minister, Justin Trudeau, got his term oh. extended another few years, even though um, he did not get elected by majority of Canadians. Uh-oh. He is yeah. basically a minority elected prime minister. Minority, and government. he's abused power and abused power badly, very badly. I'm going to agree with very you. Very badly. This. Yeah. He's uh, not what he's well. done to the truckers, he he will not listen uh, whoa, 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 to what whoa, Canadians whoa, 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 whoa. want. What and, he's done yeah. to the what he's done to the truckers. Do you really want to go there? Excuse me. Uh, the truckers that the truckers that uh, sat, sat in front of. No, you're going to be quiet for a second. You're going to be quiet for a second. What he did to the truckers. He didn't do shit all to the truckers. Why don't you just say what the truckers did to themselves, occupying in in, in front of the of the state capital. Okay, ours our capital. Okay, honking your horns all night, keeping people awake. Okay, a city un, un, under duress. No, it was bullshit. Don't even start and sit there and say, oh, what Trudeau did to the truckers. He did nothing to the truckers. Not a damn thing. The truckers, the truckers did, they did to themselves. We Thank are you. going to agree to disagree on this conversation and drop Jeez. that at that. Don't and we're, uh, Crammy, stay with us, please. We're going to take a song break. We're going to wait on the uh, hopeful sin here in hour two. I'm going to come back and open this program mm-hmm. up with an event that happened over the weekend and everything wrong with that event. So don't uh, go anywhere. We will be right back. We are the, we are Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil live on the Evolution Radio Network. We'll be right back. Oh, at first I didn't know you know who you were. Why don't you ask me what it feels like to be a freak? 
Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be our homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy... Get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. Hi, this is Chance Prophet. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Roundtable on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Chance. And we are back on Rampage Rant, Thursday Night Turmoil, live here on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. I, once again, am Statistic Sean David, along with my co-host. <laughs> I carry out a Katie the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks. Our other one is Party, and, and uh, Katie will have to sing him that song when he gets here. I'm, I'm being told he will be here momentarily. We are going to let Crime Fighter run down this weekend's events in central Illinois and the St. Louis area. Without any further ado, no, please welcome goes. back Crime Fighter. Yay, Crimey! Yay! Uh, so, only a couple shows happening this weekend because most are taking Easter, are not running Easter weekend. Uh, the big all-women's show down in Mount Vernon, Illinois, which will be headlined by Nyla Rose and Rachel Ellering. It's IWA Productions, uh, all Belladonna wow. women's event. Yes. An all-women's show, and this is supposed to be streamed on Fight TV. Yes, so and, and Nyla Rose. Fight TV, I have Fight Go ahead. Nyla Rose is slated to be there. As well as one of our former guests, um, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Miss Royce, oh, which is the IWA Productions Belladonna Division Women's Champion, or however you say okay. that. Chalance Royal. <laughs> you said it right. Chalance yes. Royal, the opera singer. Yes. Chalance Royal. And by the way, okay. I that big bugaboo about that. Oh, boy. Richard Douglas, if you ever have him on the show, oh, this oh. guy ruined that. No, we don't want anybody who's going to match ruin. between him and uh, Cassandra Golden. Okay, so. crimey. No ruiners yes. allowed. No ruiners allowed. Yeah, no. that's uh, that's another no. situation. That's another situation of the gentleman that has been attending shows in that area and taking uh, questionable pictures of the women's wrestlers. Oh, and no, 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 okay. no. That is the oh, wrong God, person. Oh, no, oh, no. Okay, sorry about that. Richard Thank Douglas is you. a wrestler. Oh, boy. He wrestles for IWA Productions. Oh you're the, you're thinking of somebody else entirely. No, he yes. was the manager of Chalance Royal for that that event where the first champion was determined, and he interfered liberally and basically acted like 
the referee just, I guess, doing the hand actions of the ref that was KO'd. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's, I aired that show. I aired that match on my show. You can go look and see how that happens. Anyway, uh, moving on. Go ahead. The other event happening, and this is in my hometown, Pitfall Association in Springfield at the A Street Gym. Uh, we got several matches happening. We got two women's matches that are happening. Uh, the return of Harley Fairfax will be challenging Raven Black for the EWA women's title. Yes, Har- Fairfax is the former champion, a former champion. Harley will also be taking on the debuting Haley Shadows. Uh, there will be a six-man tag main event, Spencer Powers, and oh, all eyes on us. Actually, I better pull the card up because I'm starting to lose. My memory is starting to fall, so let me go back to that. Uh, the Prodigy CMC will be taking on um, – God. Boy, this is bad that I haven't memorized the card. Uh, <laughs> Mayor Kincaid, another politician. It will be the Prodigy CMC versus Mayor Kincaid. Victor Analog will be taking on 24K Jimmy Carrick, now known as Powder Keg. Uh, the tag team titles will be on the line. Tom Arson and Casey Jackson, the current champions, they don't have a name, but I gave them a name, Burning Force. It's a kind of uh, play on both their nicknames individually. They will be taking on the duo of the great Cardini and Jake Lander, who returned to PWA recently. The six-man tag, this is what I was thinking of, Spencer Powers and All Eyes on Us will be taking on the Mad Hatter, Dirk Moss, and IJ Sweet. So that should be five matches that have been announced previously. So there you go. And that is this Saturday. And, of course, IWA Unlimited has their weekly Tuesday show at their dojo and Noble at 127 West South Avenue. That's it for this weekend. Yes, that wow. is uh... – Yes, if you uh, Easter weekend, get yourself some, uh, you know, good food and and some wrestling. And uh, yes, unfortunately, Easter was not one of the holidays that many did, uh, tried to bank on because it's a hard holiday to try to run around. Um, much like Memorial well, Day weekend. Well, a lot of places are open Easter weekend. Um, most only few states closed down for uh, Good Friday. But Illinois is mostly open. All right. Well, I'm going to move this along. Uh, Still waiting on Sin and kind of dinging him every couple minutes. I don't know if he had a late customer tonight or what. Um, Hopefully we hear from him by the end of this. And uh, with that being said, I will, I will go into this. Um, Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme this past weekend at the Streeter High School, and I made a public, not a public Facebook post, but I made a Facebook post about this, uh, that it would probably be the least attended pro wrestling event ever to take place at the Streeter High School, and I was right, and I don't like being right in this instance, um, because of the repercussions that this is going to have. Um, there's a lot of them and, and we're going to be, 
Um, yeah, compared to Scott County Wrestling, which had a full house, MMWA, which I attended, which had a full house, uh, Harley Races uh, World League Wrestling had a full house from a report I got from a correspondent that attended that event, and I assume SICW filled their venue because they don't have a problem doing that. About three fifty, yes. Right. Their venue's kept at about three fifty. So. All right, I'm gonna play this and I'm gonna break down why this show fell apart. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! All right, here we go. this thing fell apart we're, we're gonna bust this wide open here and now um long time listeners of this program will know that it's it's no uh, uh stranger than fiction that i have some issues with powerhouse wrestling extreme i've had them for a while um while. i i over the course of the last several months maybe last year have decided to let them do what they do until now um because they decided they were going to run the street or high school and there were rumors that this was going to be some kind of big convention that was going to have names and this and that. That didn't happen. Um, they ran the street or high school and drew the same or less than that they would draw in streeter at their other venue. And because of this draw, I don't know that wrestling will ever get back in the street or high school. Damn. It's very sad. Oh, wow. Very sad. That is very sad. It's very sad for this. It's very sad for this reason because while I don't like the man, I went to the man with a plan that would have got asses in the seats for that high school show. Um, the plan was this: find your old original powerhouse guys that you can still book, that can somewhat still work, and do something. Instead, that wasn't done. Um, they did some kind of six-way lucha ladder match that didn't draw. Because they're, they're supposedly the new home of Lucha, and, and you know, Senate asked me about that. Like, when the hell did did LaSalle Peru area become a home for Lucha? Um, I don't know. It was not successful because they didn't promote. It is as simple as that. Crime Fighter and I had a one-on-one discussion, and he asked me when, when, I, when, if I was doing the Streeter High School on that date, when my advertising would have began, and it would have began before uh, probably Valentine's Day which would have been a lot of time promoting. But you know what? If you, Jimmy Smooth told people that he was expecting a crowd of 1,000 to 2,000 people at this event when he spent no money on advertising to make that happen. 
Crime Fighter, the floor is now yours while I take a drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We don't know how much money, if any, he spent on advertising. Um, I just know that for PWA. I mean, we have a show every month, and we can only really promote the upcoming show, not several shows and events, unless we're running in another community. Right. So we're constantly promoting the upcoming show, whatever show it is, but just the one that's up. And I'm constantly having to hang flyers. I'm constantly constantly have to uh, purchase uh, Facebook ads. Because those are the only two right now that are actually effective. Correct. Ads and on Raw and SmackDown just aren't reaching as many people. It's, there's just no bang for the buck there. The only unexplored territory is buying commercials that air when you're playing face, or I mean, um, smartphone apps. Like uh, you get played the commercial, you watch this ad, and you get a reward for I don't yeah. know. Angry right. Bird or, let's say, whatever Heroes Quest yep. game you're playing. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, it comes down to this. I don't know how um, to get an ad on that yet. But uh, that's the they, obviously local pro- businesses are advertising that way. Yeah. I also want to bust this open right now. They are supposedly on syndicated television in the Streeter, Illinois area. How the hell can you be on syndicated television and still not draw a crowd? Because they, probably public access, if anything. I'm, yes, I'm going to say that that too. So we won't even call it syndication; we'll call it public access. Um, I don't know, and I, I make no bones about it. That hold on, I make no bones about it. That my program is on public access. Yes, in two different cities. Correct, but your your product is also something that people want to see. You're established, and it's just yeah. and that that too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because I've, I've been meaning to say this for a while. This comes down to Jimmy Smooth put the beast in charge as the booker uh, with some help of Frankie the Chi-Town Hitman and maybe a couple others, and they are trying to recreate the magic that was once in Princeton, Illinois in 2008-2009 when we had HCWA Midwest, when it was me, Beast, uh, Fast Eddie, John Kometz, Floyd, all kind of running that thing. And unfortunately, I would love to help PWX. They, 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 they have shit in my, my face with this offer one too many times. Um, it does not take a rocket science to promote this, but it also comes down to this. They have some questionable talent. They have talent that if you put them on a poster, people are not going to show up. I had to learn sure. this lesson in promoting Wrestle Wars 1, Wrestle Wars 2, trying to promote Wrestle Wars 3, trying to promote Rebellion Rising. You have to have a poster, a television commercial, a television spot that is going to grab people's attention. And I'm here to tell you right here and now, after 20 years I can say this, putting the wild man beast on a poster uh, <laughs> is no longer shock value. It's, it, there, there's no shock there. People in this area have seen it and seen it and seen it. And a lot of people's opinion, fan-wise in the area, is it's time for that guy to hang up his boots. Um, he, he, th- th- there's not much that he can offer in the ring anymore. I had that opinion, quite honestly, in 2009 um, when I was at a show over in Iowa where, where he got injured and we had to take off the bottom rope for the ambulance to take him out. And I told him then, I said, you need to slow down. You don't need to be doing this as heavy anymore. 
I don't know if he's in it for the money or whatever the reasons are, but you can't recreate the magic that you once had here without all the elements. Um, honestly, what they're doing, what he, what Beast is doing, booking is not working. Otherwise, you'd see more asses in the seats. They have no continuity in storylines. Nobody has a clue what's going on. Um, their storylines that they do have don't make much sense and are not emotionally investing storylines, which that's another thing you need around here in order to draw. I am not saying that I am the end-all, be-all to make this area tick again. I'm not saying that. But I don't believe it's them. They have been at this for quite a few years now and cannot figure out how to make it work. Um, but be it the talent, be it advertising, what what have you, it's just not working. And I don't understand why they're they keep no doing it. They're no Dreamwave. They're no Dreamwave. They're no. They're no Dreamwave. They're no original RCW. They're no uh, RWF. Because I'll take the heat for, for what the heat is. Um, yes, there were times I made some questionable decisions when promoting this area with Wrestle Wars and other events. However, um, the, 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 you don't overlook that, but you also look at the fact that I was able to put asses in seats. Now, was it as big a crowd as Dreamwave? No, we would have gotten to that point. But PWX, to me, is oblivious on how to make any of this work. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It is my belief at this time that the Wild Man Beast and whoever else is on the board of directors at Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme could not promote a successful uh, grade school dance if their life depended oh. on it. And that is why they cannot promote a successful wrestling oh show. It, it's, oh not, it's not hard. Book talent people want to see. Book a name people want to see. Book talent in matches that are going to keep com- people coming back. Um, uh, Crime Fighter, I don't know if you'll remember the individual, but at Wrestle Wars 2, we had a guy in the Battle Royal that was wrestling under Stonewall, I believe. Um, he's one of their top attractions now. Like, uh, Sanji wrestled for us. I like Sanji. I do. He's one of their champions. These are guys that are they're putting that? over that cannot or should not be put on anything above mid-card. Honest okay, statement so right maybe- here, right now. Okay, you mean Sanjay Dutt? Sanji. Okay. Okay, someone. Oops, sorry. Um, it, it, it comes down that. to that. Go ahead. The reason why Powerhouse has to... I, I don't know if Jimmy Smooth thinks that he... People are just... He just puts a card together and saying, we're having a show here that... He didn't have to do advertising because he thinks Powerhouse is at the level of Scott County, MMWA, SICW, WLW, where the crowd will just show up no matter what because they have such a large, rabid, loyal fan base that they don't have to advertise a whole lot. People are already going to come because they've been loyal fans for years, they're going to come no matter what. Powerhouse I think, is not like them. But Jimmy, uh, for some reason, may have that in his head, and he's still to have the crowds that those other four promotions I mentioned. I'd still to have them because it would make uh, life easier for the Springfield – well, the, the promotion in Springfield would make us – Make it easier because it's 
while we'd still promote the shows, you wouldn't have to, uh, gosh, worry so much and struggle just to get above 100 people. <clears throat> wouldn't have and to it, work so hard. Correct. And it comes down to this, and I said, I said, this, I said this about this area when everything started to fall apart. Um, COVID has caused it to where uh, Dreamwave is not coming back. I'm here to make that claim now. It's, it's not going to happen. I, you know, will Wrestle pull the wool over my eyes if that happens again? Yes, he will. I don't see it happening. I know that from sources. Crimey knows that from some of his sources. We don't see it happening. AAW is not coming back to LaSalle because they cannot get in the Knights of Columbus Hall for whatever reason. They do not want to find another venue. This leaves PWX as the only promotion in this area. Now, people are going to say, well, Sean, you, you, know, you were always gung-ho about this area. Let me tell you, if I could make it happen, I would. Okay? But Once in a while, Zawa is- will go out there, just so you know. Right, and that has happened before, too. Um, I don't know that they draw the greatest either. I'm just going to be honest about that. They do more promotion than Jimmy Smooth, by all means, but I don't know that their draw here is, is relevant either. It comes down to this. Then well, they will scared. come out for that because several of the members of the Zawa roster wrestled for Dreamwave. Right. Um, venues here are scarce, which means that when you have a promotion like Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, and please welcome to the program the very tardy Finn. Very tardy. I family. Know. Family. Very tardy. I'm sorry. Um, you know, Yo, no, you're okay, fine. You're still, no, he's still getting whipped. Do you have it in the soundboard? Yeah, whip. I heard Tim speak. Uh, <laughs> all right. I was going to say, yeah, right. I said something. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, so Family comes first, about, I know. We're talking about the Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme failure from over the weekend, uh, talking about how they did not promote properly and the ramifications of them not promoting properly. And I have made the bold statement here tonight that I don't know that anybody else will be able to run a wrestling event at the Streeter High School because of this low draw. I can think of two venues off the, top, off the top of my head that are still in the Illinois Valley area where I could potentially book a show. So, I mean, if bookers want to do it, and I think they'd have good turnouts, it can happen. I think you have to stay away from Streeter for a while. Uh, we'd run Streeter about every month or two when I was in Powerhouse, when I was first trained. And uh, we always had shows of two to 500 people there. I mean, it did well. Of course, there was only five indie companies in all of Illinois at the time. So, correct. We also um, we were also talking about how you know, um, unfortunately, Dreamwave. It doesn't appear Dreamwave's going to come back. AAW can't get nice at Columbus. There, that, that building is, for whatever reason, got it soured on wrestling, and it's sad because that was the building that Wicked started in. It's one of the best venues in the Illinois Valley. Um, there's one more you- and. Do you the guy in charge of that? I think it's more of a factor. They only want to work with Jay Russell. Well, here's the thing. I know the guy. I know the guy who handles the bookings there. With no other wrestling companies in town, if I talked to him, I, if I was one running the show, I could probably get a show there. And I'm sure Russell's in the same situation. The problem is they don't want to run wrestling for anybody but like a couple people they know that have run in their venue. And we won't trash it. You know right. what I mean? Right. 
Um, and there's only one other venue in the Illinois Valley, well, two that can be run. The Bureau County Fairgrounds would probably be open to it. It's been long enough after Wars 3 now. And the other one is obviously the Flamingo Banquet Hall, but that has always been an objection of mine because of the low ceiling. If you have you a low ring, it's fine. Yeah, you got to have a small ring. If, if you have access to rental or own a small ring, you can do that venue. Um, but that is it. Um, Sin, I know you were just... have gone up, though. The prices yes. have gone up. Yes. Uh, Sin, I know you worked for Powerhouse, the original, several times. I know you've had some talkings with Jimmy Smooth in the past. What do you say about this thing failing in the area? Um, you know, you know, what can you say? It just was not promoted. You know, I mean, I mean, they could have probably put on the exact same show with the exact same guys and maybe at least drawn a couple hundred if they just would have advertised it more. You know, and I think that there was a big failure there. Um, the, the footage that I saw that they used to promote the show were showing guys, and honestly, a lot of the guys were, they looked like they were wearing street clothes, they didn't look professional. So, you know, when you book talent, too, you got to keep that in mind. I, I, there's multiple contributing factors. The biggest being not having a good presentation, and not advertising it. Yes, and Crime Fighter, before you got here, had made the comment that he believes, and I, I believe this too, that Smooth thinks that this area is big enough still that it's like the old days where you could put up a flyer and people would come because it's wrestling. No, I like that like here that anymore. anymore. It's not people. Don't leave I don't think he even did that. Well, well, I mean, people don't even leave their house anymore to do most stuff. If you want something, you order it on Amazon. You get it the next day. You know, if you're not touching them through their TV or through their phone or through somewhere else, you're missing huge advertising. You, you know what I mean? You just kind of go that market and maybe take a little bit of money out of what you were going to put into some other markets for advertising. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, – Crime Fighter, if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to. We're going to move this along. Tim, hey, Brian. Uh, we've – we have started the shit list tonight, and uh, you got here just in the nick of time to be able to deliver yours. I know this is one you've been waiting on. I believe yours tonight is on Cameron Cage and, and the oh, fallout Cameron of Cage. UWA. Yeah, yeah, Cameron Cage. Cameron Cage. Okay. That's so, oh, go ahead, Carney. Go ahead. That's a name I hadn't heard in a very long time. Go ahead. <laughs> Me neither, and I'm happy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, there's a bit of a story how this guy gets on my shit list. Um, basically, we were bringing in Billy Gunn. Uh, what year was it? This is still when DX was hot in the Fed. Triple uh, H and uh, Sean were doing DX in the Fed. Hold on one second. I can pull that up. I'll mute myself while you guys are talking. Go ahead and talk. Well, anyway, we did this show. We brought in Billy Gunn. We'd been around for a few years at that time. At the time, you know, I kind of got swamped with guys who wanted to work the show be a part of it and oh, he cut out. Just, oh it me? was March two yeah yeah Start again. March two thousand seven was that show. Go ahead Benita uh Finn. Okay so fifteen years ago we got Billy Gunn. Great shape can totally go in the ring. Um and everybody wanted to be part of the show so I was trying to be this you know, I was keeping my, my core guys around because they had earned spots on the roster. And uh, 
Cameron Cage can be, like many others, wanting to work together on it. Cameron gave me a really good offer on bringing in, paying for some of the talent, and we worked out a deal. And uh, so some of his guys got booked on the show. And out of all the idiotic things to do, he went and wrestled the booking like two hours away when he was supposed to be there, and his guys showed up. You know, all the guys he booked. Just like, it's totally idiotic. Uh, I, you know, in the end, I don't remember if I paid them or if he eventually paid them. I can't, I can't go on that. But I mean, this guy dogged me for months about wanting to be at the show and wanting to have a part of the show and getting some of his guys on the card. Then his guys show up and they thought he was showing up. You know, he doesn't even show up to the damn show. So I mean, just the level of unprofessionalism from running a company standpoint and him not um, following through on everything he said he was going to do on a, a, putting a big show together. I was like, I was at that time. I had to take it all on my shoulders. He really did crap and it just totally pissed me off. I would never work with the guy again. Okay. So there you he, he worked a show. On, so he did double duty. No, that's, yeah, he didn't even come to our show. PWA show first, and then to Crossville, Illinois, to work on another show at SMPW the same night. So, Warhorse, I guess, is a bit more hardcore on traveling to, show, to another show. Of course, they ran super late, but you get my yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes driving, that happens. You know what I mean? But my point was, he... He really wanted to come in and kind of help, you know, like co-promote the show. You know what I mean? And then he didn't do anything. And mm. then he wasn't even at the show. I mean, like, you know, I mean, there were just a lot of promises left on the table, unfulfilled, left in my lap. And I believe, if uh, memory serves me correct, that was actually supposed to be the first uh, TV taping for Wicked Wrestling Alliance, a deal that it, it later fell through that I believe uh, Cage had his hands in, too. Yeah, Cage, that was part of the deal. He was going to get our stuff on TV in his area. I held up to my part of the deal. That first show was put together and made for TV, and it aired uh, whoever runs Ottawa, that channel. Uh, that Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that, that that company. They aired yeah. it uh, in our area via Mediacom, I think it's called, is who yeah. I made the deal with. And I got it on the air. He did nothing for his part. You know what I mean? I, I'm the one that got all the editing done, got it on the air, did everything. He didn't get a copy on the air. At that point, I didn't care because he had me so pissed off from what he did from the show. You know what right. I mean? I, didn't, I, I, I expected he'd probably never talk to me again because he just blew it off. You know, right. Um, and you know, it just it, these are the these are the kind of things that happens. Uh, Finn's been doing this thirty years. I'm celebrating my twentieth. These are the things that kind of, kind of happen in the wrestling business over the course of years. You deal with people like this, and uh, unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. Right now, we're going to keep this ball rolling. And Finn, I know you wanted to talk about it. Katie and I touched on it while you were not here about the situation involving Miss Sunny. Oh man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, um, 
Well, this is hard because I don't know where I'm I didn't going say a word it. about it, really. I didn't say a word about it, really. I was like, um, oh, really? You know, I think, honestly, as weird as it sounds, I think Luna affected me more when she passed just because I kind of had more of a talking relationship with her, knew her better, or Balls right. Mahoney. Um, right. But, uh, I mean, with Sonny, I didn't really know her. Uh, but her whole life, I mean, uh, according to Cornette, I listened to Cornette's take on it. When she was working for him in developmental, she never complained. She did whatever was told of her. You know, she busted her ass. And, uh, you know, it feels like to me, I don't know about you guys, did it really seem like it started falling more and more apart after Chris Candido passed? Yes, yes. very much so. Well, I have to agree. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, look, it was hard because I met uh, Chris Candido <laughs> and Sonny were here twice for Repsol, um, once in 02, and I think right around the time of closing, while they were part of the NWA, they were in again. Um, it was hard for me to look at her the same after it had, had meeting Chris and, and kind of, you know, um, hearing some things through Ed Schumann about Chris and just the kind of guy that Chris Candido was. To hear oh, some of the he, horror he stories that would, that would come out about, about Sonny after his death were horrifying. Um, Russell had her in a couple of years ago. Um, when they were doing their run and I walked up to her and, and, and said hello. And um, she was still as cocky as ever. It was just, it, it, and it was odd for me. I was like, man, I'm a huge Chris Candido fan. Like he was cool. Yeah. She just had gotten a certain attitude about her. I don't know if it was the, the drugs or whatever. I mean, she had, how many DUIs did she have racked up before this incident? It was uh, um, that 17, 17 DUIs. I mean, uh, to, to say it like Cornette said it, somebody has to intervene at this point. She's not in control of her life. I mean, I don't well, know if time in prison will help well, she's necessarily, gonna, but something else. She's going to be spending time behind bars because she caused somebody, oh, yeah. caused somebody's death. So I do yeah, think I've, that. I want to believe that. The justice for, system is intervening. Yeah, yeah. The, the way I want to believe she'll do real good time. But I mean, the fact that they, she was arrested on the site and she was, you know, they processed her and then she was out the door right after that makes me wonder if, you know what I mean? Like, how severely is she going to be reprimanded? I mean, uh, and, you know, maybe prison. She's not going to get a slap on the wrist for this. I mean, she caused a, she caused a particular homicide, I guess, this is what it's. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, maybe up to that. I don't I'll, know. I don't know anymore. That's that's guaranteed. I mean, look at look at guys like I know they're different genres, but still famous people. Look at um, Vince Neil from yeah. from Motley Crue. Motley Crue. He, yeah, he was totally messed up. Wrecked yeah, the car, he killed, killed his friend. He, yeah, he, he killed yeah, his friend in the car, and he, he walked. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, I mean, we'll see what happens. Somebody definitely needs to do something, or she's going to be dead soon because, obviously, I mean, when you start having all those DUIs and wrecking cars and killing people, you're not only hurting other people, you're going to start hurting yourself. So it's yeah. just not, not, not a good situation. Happened. 
Uh, yeah, right. It's remarkable. She has uh, not been injured or severely or anything from like everything that's going on. That's so correct. It's, it's very it's sad. I yeah, it's very sad. I hope she gets the help she needs. Um, we are going to move along now with our AEW Dynamite review. We'll probably not get into everything WWE tonight, but I know that Sin and I want to talk about this, and this will go back into our discussion earlier about the amount of blood on AEW television. Is it too much? I think so, because you're seeing it every week now. Uh, nope. Blood means nothing if it's every week. You, you know? It's like spaghetti night. Oh, boy, it's spaghetti night. Okay. You know? It gets old after a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get spaghetti Tuesday on a Wednesday, of course. But I mean, like, it, it, it's it's it is it's too much. I mean, it's it's like nudity for the sake of nudity. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, it's like bleeding to say, hey, look, we're 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 more edgy than our competition. Yeah, we're edgy. We're hard. It's not bleeding. It, yeah, it's not bleeding for the storyline calls for it. I mean, except for maybe Thunder Rosa and the Steel Cage and that stuff. Okay, I can see Bladen for that Steel Cage on TV. Right, yeah. But, I mean, and Thunder Rosa was a big build-up rivalry, so that makes sense. But, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But the generalized just so much blading going on and gigging and stuff, blading, gigging, whatever you want to call it, going on in AEW is just out of control. We started things off last night with CM Punk versus Penta Oscuro, a.k.a. Uh, he's got so many Penta names. Pentagon. We'll call him Pentagon. Yeah. Pentagon. <laughs> um, this was an okay match. I, I liked it, but... It was, um, it was you know, it, okay. Hot open. We'll give them that. A very hot open. That's, they're really smart. They have Punk or Brian Danielson or Moxley open a lot of the shows guys people know people are gonna get riled up for some yeah good opening and penta then, people know penta yes then we had the tag team match that was match of the night in my book um we had jungle express jungle boy jack perry and luchasaurus which is uh, another one of katie's hot items oh i love luchasaurus oh my <laughs> Again, R- Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and an RWF original from the year of 2009, the very talented Kyle O'Reilly. Um, they did not pick up the um, tag team titles here. I think it's early for them. I, I really think it's early. For- I thought it was early for the match. I, I, I mean, the match was good. I but agree. I think they should have built something up. You know what I mean? And I, I think they gave us a potentially really good rivalry match. You know what I mean? For free. And just kind of did it in one night. Uh, they could have done a lot more. <laughs> and then we got uh, MJF against Captain Sean Dean. Captain Sean Dean out of Chicago. If you're an independent promoter in the state of Illinois, I would look into booking this young man. Uh, yeah. Second yeah, winner uh, roll over MJF. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, look, they're doing something right here, but what are we going to do with MJF next? Because we know he's already negotiating his deals. What's going to come next? More than likely, MJF Wardlow at Double or Nothing Memorial Day weekend live on pay-per-view. And Wardlow would probably go over. I just, yeah. I'm just feeling, yeah. Which then we had... Like, but... 
we had Kingston Ortiz and Santana against the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> Take it in, man. Oh, my Take God. You know what my problem is? Not with Jericho. It's on the other side of the ring. I, I love I, I love Ortiz and that, and I love those guys. But, but dude, why? why? Why do you have two guys that look like they're legit professional wrestlers hanging out with a guy that looks like he should be working in a backyard match? <laughs> Why? Oh, Why? Come on, dude! You're on national TV. Buy some fucking gear. I mean, I get it if it fits your gimmick, but he looks like he's just like showed up to work out for practice, and he's like on TV. Right? Yeah. I I feel he <clears throat> could get some gear. He's been around long enough to have gear. I agree. I, I just if I mean, it, where's, if it where's your money going? Of, where's his money going if he's not buying gear, right? Exactly. Shit. And I mean, his look is just not good. I mean, right. and and he's not great in the ring, so he's got to have something to kind of cover. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. It just it's. I just feel like he, whenever he, I watch him, he knows better. He knows better. He's been in the business thirty some odd years. Yeah, he's, he's been very long enough. Exactly. Yeah. It's been in a long time. I just, I, I don't know. His visuals aren't there. Uh, it always seems like other guys, to a point when I'm watching the match, just from a worker's point of view, it seems like other guys are doing more work for him. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's because of his uh-huh. age or whatever, but it seems like guys got to work harder when they're working with him to try to make him look good. And that's yeah. the only way I can put it. And then, then we had the squash match that I said to uh, Sin when he was sitting in my living room last night with his daughter. I said, boy, this is what happens when you try to order Ronda Rousey on Wish. <laughs> Marina Schaffer okay. oh, okay. against Sky Blue. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, can we just have a wrestler like uh, the legit chick? That's been on the last couple of weeks. What 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 the fuck is that chick's name? Legit Layla Hirsch. Legit Layla Hirsch. Okay, this she's girl great. can go. She's she's great. I like that they're building up some other serious. You know, oh look, we're MMA people, talent, whatever. But man, they just don't have the package in the ring. It's it just seems like she gets it better. Like how Kurt Angle got it from the back. It seems like to me. Uh, she gets it more than maybe some other MM fighters get it. Kind of like, in my opinion, Shayna Baszler definitely gets it a lot more than Ronda Rousey. She understands wrestling. Yeah. So I, that's just the feeling I have about this particular wrestler. It's the first time I saw him. Maybe they're inexperienced. I don't know. But, you know, something could happen. The match itself, nothing great to talk about. But then we had Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. This was one of Sin's favorite matches last night. Uh, very impressed with Ricky Starks. I think this was your first scene of Ricky Starks, wasn't it? Yeah, I was very impressed. I can't believe I had not seen him earlier. Um, yeah, nicely impressed. Very nicely impressed. Hell of a tag team match for this one, and this this should have closed the show because closing with what they closed with, even though this match was legitimately insane. Um, we're going to point out the, the issues with the main event from last night. It was for the ring of honor world television championship. Samoa Joe against the champion Minaro Suzuki. Um, Sam, oh do you want to start God. things off by asking the question that you asked? 
right. You're like, can this guy bump? And we counted the number of bumps that he took last night, and I think we, we got to three or four. Yeah, he didn't make it to five. But that's all right. I mean, he's an old talent. Uh, I don't know where he fits into, like, I, I can see where he fits into Ring of Honor. I don't exactly see where he fits a role in AEW, per se. And that's probably why they got the title off of him, I'm guessing. They feel right. more comfortable with a former Ring of Honor guy that they have under contract like Samoa Joe. Um, by the way, can I point out that was Samoa Joe the least celebrated or recognized uh guy that WWE lost that AEW picked up. Like nobody bad and nice about Joe. They just expected it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of odd. I didn't like that either. That's a good assessment. But I mean I just want to point that out and uh within just a matter of months they gave him a TV title, which uh that they heavily put over he never held, which was kind of cool. Um I think they should have gave him that moment though to celebrate. You know, that build the Ring of Honor brand. Let him celebrate. Look at this. We got a new champion that was on AEW television winning this Ring of Honor title. He's one of your guys. He's one of Ring of Honor's guys. This guy's got everything they need. Experienced. You know, and just let it end the show on that note. I don't I don't know that we need an attack at the end. Yeah, the, the afterbirth after this was indeed just that, an afterbirth. Um, the arrival of end, former NWA player Santam Singh was not good. The crowd rejected him from the very start, and this is how we ended uh, the the night. And I made this comment to Sin that they are going to use this guy to do a match with Lethal and Joe, and you didn't need this guy to build Lethal and Joe. But I will say this. Just from watching the brief stuff he did in the ring and knowing his background, dude's athletic and he's big. I mean, I'm surprised Vince didn't steal him. He's big and athletic. Isn't that like Vince's green guy? Right. Uh, The guy that interfered after the main event last night. The former NBA player. The guy that looked like a... a, a, Go ahead. Whatever has it. That team was involved in this segment because they're trying to build all elite wrestling in his native country of India. And oh, the billions of people. I I can see that going one of, I can see in that going one of two ways. It's either going to go very well for them or very bad. It was, you know, this is this is a, a sore point in WWE. I don't think any of us wanted to see Kali be champion, but ratings did go up in his home country when it happened. That's Just true. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just <laughs> saying. Very but, true. You know, there's the right way of doing that and the wrong way of doing it, and they kind of they did it the wrong way. I agree. Offended yes. the American audience at the cost of uh, trying to, I guess, get a bunch of people in India. Like yeah. the population's like one million or one billion people. I don't know how many Indi- the Indian population are wrestling fans, but that's a very there big lucrative market. India, India has a huge wrestling following. Yeah, huge. that's my understanding too. Is India, huge. and that's why, like I said, that was the whole reason to put the strap on Kali. Because as soon as Kali got that belt, WWE just blasted the numbers in their country. So. 
I mean, I don't like you like like uh, I think what Sean said. Rage said uh, potentially they're looking for a kind of similar thing in AEW. Maybe um, I just want to see if the guy can work. Uh, everybody said Logan Paul wouldn't be able to work and stuff like that, and he did fine. So I just I'm curious if this big man can work at least Pat, like yeah. a big man. Pat was pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, there were. Yeah, like WWE is actually his spot. His spot with Stone Cold was great. Okay, he's he's outside the ring. He's flat on his back, and he's still drinking beer. Yeah, right. It was great. Anybody else notice how nice Stone Cold was as far as like in his final celebration on let's say day one, like he got a beer and handed it to the ref outside the ring, and they toasted. You know, that ref's gonna remember that the rest of his life. Uh, Austin Theory took a stunner from him. Dude, Austin Theory busted it. He bumped like five times off of one stunner. <laughs> Austin Theory is still like, he's like, if I'm only going to get one in my life, this is it. You know? <laughs> so, so he was very generous to like, like, you know, let everybody do their stuff. Yeah, he, he gave everybody yeah, get a little bit like, of shine. It's like, being, it's like being an open. You get a stunner, you get a stunner, and you get a stunner, and you get a stunner. Yeah, right. everybody... And it was, uh, Billy did the same thing at the end of the Wicked show. We had to do an impromptu end because his opponent got injured. We had a run um, and Billy just started calling spots. He hit like four famousers in a row. He just famousers the hell out of everybody and they bailed. And it worked great. It looked great. So I'm like, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, just and the yeah. Stone Cold did the same thing. Just stunner, stunner, stunner. You get a famous sir. You get a famous sir. You get a famous sir. <laughs> <laughs> he was handing out famous sirs that night. I love yeah. working with you. <laughs> but yeah, I, dude, I just, I, I think they miss. I need they need to listen to Jim Cornette and bring the guys into the Fed. I'm just saying the new young talent, the ass boys. We are going to play this And we'll come back in about three minutes To close up shop here tonight This is called On My Father's Dime If we need to go overtime We can go overtime On my father's dime
Rangoon And we'll ring the bell then I love stuffing pockets with my hands Friends and foes make a bed for when he lands There's no way we'll miss record numbers because of this Now this is wrestling on my father's dime This reminds me of my childhood When Reno was tight, when Glacier was good Maybe I'll call Ralphus up again Buy a garbage can as a home for Janela I don't care what Jim Cornette might say Stars, good sense, and money had their day why did he tell me if I'm the shit they all can smell me? Now this is wrestling on my father's dime. Whoa, whoa, on my father's dime. Whoa. Damn, I like that song. First time I heard it. That was on my father's dime. That was on my father's dime. Go ahead, go ahead, me. It says it for me. Wait, it says it for me because it's to the tune of a Billy Joel song. So right there, you're gonna get because I was Billy Joel. So yeah, one of my favorite songs. Glass House is ruled, man. I love that album. That was on. On My Father's Dime by DJ Lane, a song submission for Jim Cornette's podcast that I went and uh, uh, downloaded and uploaded to our lovely studio here. Um, you know, Cornette is just, you know, he's he's not right about everything, but my God, you sit back and listen to some of these viewpoints, it's just mind-blowing. Um, now, I want to take a couple minutes to remind us. Uh, reminds everyone, May, uh, not May, April 24th at Nelson Family Wrestling in Marengo, it will be the 2022 icon induction of the Dean of Wrestling, Steve Dane. Big night of action. Big night of action for a big cause fundraiser for the Marengo High School. We hope we will uh, see you all there. And uh, yeah. Um, anybody else got anything they want to talk about tonight? Oh, I want to point out something that I forgot in the past. Okay. Okay. I was so excited when Cody Rhodes came out because I remember the discussion we had the Thursday before WrestleMania. I felt like I was the only guy that thought Cody Rhodes was actually going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, I I shit myself too when Cody Rhodes showed up. So, so I was literally watching it on my tablet because I got a really nice tablet. So I'm sitting out on my porch where I can smoke cigarettes because I can't smoke in the house, smoking, watching, you know, WrestleMania. Watching. Yeah, exactly. And I see Cody, and I literally have to pause the screen and walk into the front room and look at my wife and go, I haven't felt like this since I was like a teenage boy watching wrestling. I'm like, this WrestleMania has been really good so far, and they just gave us Cody. Day one. <laughs> Day one was so good. Yeah. I was like, I was like, 
and now they're giving us Cody Rhodes. And then after that, it was like, oh, look, now they're giving us Cody. It was just like, oh, my God. Night one was so good. But you know what? I'm not going to say it was stupendous. Okay. I, 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 really, I will say it's the night one was the best WrestleMania I think good. I've seen in decades. I'm just saying. Yeah. Good. Night <clears> one was <throat> Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, the matches just have been better. The matches were just better than usual. You know, they've been, yeah. it seems like everything's been such, so cookie cutter since the uh, Attitude Era. You know, it's, it, was, it was almost worth the 50 bucks, you know? Hey, hey man, uh, I have uh, I have Peacock, so I don't pay you. You have the cock! Really. Oh. I have the cock. Of course it's got the cock. Cinder has everything. Cock. Dude, hey, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. My fans, uh, I'm, I'm sin. My fans are all sinners. So how, how would I not exist without a cock? Have a cock. Um, <laughs> one well, of these I guys. Come I, on now. I, okay, sin. Sin, I love you. I do. Um, with one of every these nights, I love you. <laughs> one of these, one of these nights, we will have to have Katie tell Sin the story about his good old friend, Man Man Pondo, and the pink cubes. Oh, oh no, man not, man not the pink cubes. Oh God, no. Pondo. Oh, oh Pondo. my God. Yeah, you, uh, oh, you know, you guys can make fun of Pondo all you want. Because Pondo, first off, is the coolest guy. I like, need help with he's one story. of the Pondo is one of the coolest guys I've I've been lucky enough he to associate We're not going to say that he's not. It's just, oh my god. <laughs> no, that no, was... no, but, no, I just got one last thing to say. This dude, they called him Hamburger Face on whatever that man cow, right? Pondo. Yeah, that was his nickname. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's about the best looking dude because he's guarded up pretty bad from wrestling. But I've seen the women <laughs> that text him when he's at our shows and, like, send pics to him because they're waiting for the next week for them to be in his town or their town. Oh, my God, that guy gets the most gorgeous women on the planet. <laughs> Ugly motherfuckers get laid. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Katie, I think you wanted to have uh, – we're going to close tonight with story time with Sin. Katie has been waiting on this. Yeah. So, story time. All right. Yay! So, what is the story time exactly? Um. Well, well, why don't you why don't you tell her about the night that you had to work Bob Orton Jr. and then almost had to uh, work uh, Greg Valentine without throwing dirt on anything oh. other than the promoter. Oh. Oh. Well, well, the promoter was fine. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. If you were, if you were. Okay, I'm going to say this publicly. I've said it privately a million times. As a wrestler and as a promoter, you start to learn sometimes you got to make sure you're good with the money and good with the promoter. So you can be good with the promoter, but if you're not with the, good with the person funding the promoter, you're screwed. So I happen to have a great relationship with the couple that was fronting the money for the shows. And so I just want to get this out of the way first. And Big Daddy was handling the running of the shows. And so I was always taken care of. So I've never had a problem with him. What I've had a problem with is he's let Joey Grunge in the past sometimes have a little too much to do in his shows. So what happened was um, I was working the main event. Um, I think Orton was the champion, Bob Orton Jr., um, Randy's dad, of course. 
Um, and I was a challenger for the title that night. And Bob and I had been tag teaming and worked, and we've done a lot together in the past. He's right from St. Louis. And uh, so they, they put a match together, and I put a lot of effort into this. I, I even added some new ring gear. I wanted it to look good. And uh, got to, with Bob early. We talked about Randy a lot, talked about a lot of good stuff. And while this is happening, um, grunge is drinking. I mean, we're talking over a period of time. Bob and I were probably there. We always show up early, three or four o'clock. You know, Bob and I are always. Early I, I think you were there earlier that day, uh, Sam, because that was the day that uh, they did. And it was weird the way they did this, and I've never seen it done again, but he ran, I think it was either Galesburg or Kiwani was the town, one of the, I think Galesburg. Um, and they had done a meet and greet earlier in the day with everybody that was going to be on that card, which was uh, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., the, the OSWA heavyweight champion at the time, Coco Beware, Greg the Hammer Valentine, um, Kamala. Oh, yeah, 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 shout about that. Um, so, yeah, like, when I got there... When I got there, I was literally sitting in listening to a speech that Coco Beware was giving, and it was one of the most um, – as a young guy even back then, I mean, you, you're, you're sitting there getting to listen to a guy like Coco Beware. No, I thought oh. the Coco Beware show was the one that Machine and I yeah, – you know what? That is the same show because Machine and I were talking in back about how the locker room was so weird because, like, there were all these big WWE names. And then, like, the other half of us were, like, just well-known kind of Chicago-ish guys. You know what I mean? So it was kind of, you know, it was kind of an overwhelming locker room feel. So uh, anyway, so but I spent most of my time with Bob. You know, uh, just him and I just kind of always had a good repertoire. Like, the first match I ever wrestled, he, he went off in a separate part of the locker room with me. We sat and talked for hours. So, you know, just Bob and I have always got along. And, you know, he, uh, we're talking about our ass, blah, blah, blah. And about, I want to say about an hour before my match would go on and shit, maybe two, uh, words start coming in about how grunge is getting too drunk. And almost to the point where people are coming to me because I know I'm a promoter trying to be like, hey, you, you need to make sure this is okay. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to run in this show. You know what I mean? I, what am I going to do? Um, and I'm not working the guy, so I'm not going to go up to the promoter and say, hey, I'm not working him. But uh, when I really realized it was bad is when uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine was supposed to work him that night before before we went on, came over to me and started talking to me about how he had reservations about working him, grudge, um, just because he was so intoxicated. And uh, Greg actually talked to me and, like, since Bob knew me and stuff, Greg came over the idea of, hey, Ken, uh, I talked to the promoter, and maybe you work me earlier in the night, then you come back out for the main event. And I wasn't really hot on that idea because I think that makes the, the names look weaker. Like, if I work Greg Valentine, you almost got to put me over for me then to work Bob Orton. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, and so – he finally agreed to go out there and work um, grunge, which wasn't my call. Um, I was very sad about it. I felt very bad for um, Valheim. Uh, it was just a, a very good show that had a real bad hiccup in the middle because they worked. And, I mean, 
I mean, Grunge just wasn't in the shape to work that match, really. So Greg took it to the finish really quick. I don't blame Greg one bit. I wouldn't want to get injured at an indie show from some guy that got drunk that I was told I had to work. Uh, I totally get where he's coming from. He didn't get any heat for it. Um, But the problem came as Valentine thought ending the match would just get grunge out of the ring and get it done, right? It didn't go down that way. Valentine went over. He left, crowd cheered. Grunge grabbed a mic and spent about 10 to 15 minutes, I would guess. That would be my estimation. Talking about like personal life things. Like I guess he was having issues with his woman and he was drunk and this and that and he started going off and for some reason nobody killed the mic, you know, until like ten, fifteen minutes in. I don't know how it got that far, but it was a total mess. And uh I went out there and I think uh as far as Bob and I go, I think together we worked together to have our best match we ever had together. I'm very proud of that match. I'm very proud of what even Big Daddy put on for the crowd that night. But when all was said and done, it, it's kind of sad that, like, what I would consider probably Big Daddy's best show, potentially, was ruined by grunge getting on the mic and just nobody mm-hmm. killing it. All you had to do was kill that mic. You know? One job. One job, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a failure on the sound guy's part. Because, uh, well, not really. I can't totally blame him because... How do you know the guy's not supposed to stop that for the match? You know, right. it's just somebody from the promotional area need, needed to get word to cut that mic. And uh, that's that sin story. That's actually a close to Missouri sin story I worked that day. We <laughs> <I laughs> were down by Missouri, I know. It's still a little night out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was that was an unfortunate happening. But uh on the upside, like I said, uh it was Bob Bob had Great years after the WWE for a while and powerhouse and such, but Bob was at that age even by then where we had to watch his bumping, but we still managed to really get the crowd and, and, and do good work. I'm very proud of that match with them. It was really good stuff. Yes. Um, why don't you uh, – let's see. There was another story I was going to have you tell quickly, and I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, why don't you remind folks, uh, because you were – you were not around during this time, but you can speak to this more than what I can. Um, Kane was a heavyweight champion here in the Illinois Valley long before he was Kane, long before he was Dr. <laughs> Isaac Yankum. Okay, I barely sneak into this story. <laughs> I don't have a lot on this. What had happened was uh, Glenn uh, was from St. Louis area. Well, he was trained. I don't know exactly where he was born. I know where he was trained. And it was at the same St. Louis school that my trainer had trained at. So he knew him. And uh, he basically, even though Kane, obviously, there was about a 10 or, 10 or 15 year age gap between the promoter and him, he knew him. And uh, he brought him in, and he knew he was going to start a company, and he thought, what better than to get this, uh, at the time, he wanted to name Doomsday. What, you know, what better than to put Doomsday in the ring and put him over as our champ, just big dude, looks smart, great champ, right? Uh, Tim's a super smart booker. Not gonna lie, he put him in the ring. Uh, everybody loved Glenn. Uh, you know, like the reaction was great, even though he's kind of a bad guy. Because right, yeah, when you see somebody in the in, in the in the indie world, in the indie world, when you're in like the middle of Illinois here, 
And right. Is, uh, somebody the size and skill of Glenn Jacobs in the ring, you're just like, oh, damn, you, you can't deny it, you know? So what happened was, anyway, he was the first champ. He never dropped the belt. Um, he got signed by the Fed. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so he never, got, <laughs> he never got to drop the belt. Um, so, but, but he was the first champion, which was really cool, um, which followed up with uh, me, like, <clears throat> the first thing he did when I was in Powerhouse was the fake diesel gimmick. Or no, Yankum, yeah. but I wasn't in Powerhouse when he did Yankum. He was already signed to the Fed. Because I came into Powerhouse just, like, after he left. Right. So, so uh, he was doing Yankum. We were all sad that he got stuck with that. Then he was doing fake diesel. We were like, oh, my God, they're not going to use him right. <laughs> and then the day came. The day, like, like we literally found out, like, the week of the pay-per-view, Kim comes to me. He's like, Glenn called me. He said he's going to be show up at this Hell in a Cell event tonight. He's going to be part of the show. He's going to be Undertaker's brother. And, uh, like, you know, back then, you could tell some of your close wrestling friends, and they weren't going to leak it all over the Internet. Right. Because you know, there's no Internet to leak it on. Real, no right. good Internet, anyway. Yeah, so, right. Not so, really. You know, yeah, we found out there must have been a group of ten of us in, in, in Tim's house. You know, all of us somehow related into the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. And we're watching. And we're watching this whole freaking pay-per-view, which was pretty good. And we're watching this great Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. And we just keep going, did they cut Glenn? Is he not going to be on the show? What What's going on? And then the lights go down. They do the big cane entrance. And we're like, holy crap. They have packaged him perfectly, <laughs> and that's my memories of Glenn Jacob in Powerhouse. And then, that and then moment, the old, the old Doug Furness entrance into the Hell in a Cell, which was actually the brainchild oh, of uh, um, Cornette. They said, "How the hell can we have this guy enter the cage? Rip off the cage door!" Yeah, when we saw, when we all thought, we're like, "Oh my God, they gave us the door! Oh, they made him look so good." And then he comes in, he's standing by Taker, and you're like, "You, you always knew he was big." You know, but like you see him like in a ring across from Undertaker in that costume, you were just like, they've got gold here. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Hopefully this doesn't fizzle. And uh, I'm, I couldn't be happier for Glenn. Glenn probably doesn't know me from Adam, but I follow this career closely because of our similar origins. And yeah, I mean that's my that's my story about Kane. Really, I mean I can't take any credit for his success, but boy, the guy the guy had the size and the agility, and he could have been lazy like other guys, but he learned the craft, and he got in there, and he suffered through the crappy gimmicks, and he finally, he's a Hall of Famer now. You know, he's done yeah. it all. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Shut up. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> quick question, quick question. Why is Kane okay, not, go ahead. Why is Kane not in the Illinois Valley um, Hall of Fame? How has Kane not been in there? The original uh, powerhouse no. champion. You, 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 wanna, you, you wanna help me with that payday, brother? It had to fly her in from Canada and that is a whole no. ball of wax there. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, Kane putting Kane me. in the hall of putting putting Kane, Kane in the hall of fame. Maybe if I, well, we maybe if, Kane, he would have to be Glenn Jacobs. Because you can't call him Kane if you put him in the Hall of Fame. 
That's true. Okay. And to be called Mayor Glenn Jacobs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The only mayor in the icons of the Illinois Valley. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'm going to get my shit together and become a mayor just so I can say uh, it's just me and Glenn. We're the only two. Um, you know, that's uh, th- there's been so many great stories here in the Illinois Valley, and I, I, I'm going to close with this tonight. I don't care okay. what PWX does uh, any further. I am mad as hell and more disappointed than anything that nobody here um, – and, and, and I'll be honest. Sen and I have talked about doing something around here again. It's a possibility a year or two from now, maybe, but I am mad that nobody else in the Illinois – seen has seen the gold mine that this area is there is gold here there's gold but you gotta know how to yeah i was about to say you know how to dig you gotta know how to dig for it and there's plenty of promoters in illinois they just not not seen it it, that gold will not be struck with the wild man beast and jimmy smooth i'm sorry to say it it's the truth of the matter i i think beast is a smart dude i I don't i've talked smooth he's seen fine but Beast himself, business-wise, is not a 980 yet. So, um, no, no, no. I'm I not saying that. I just, I, no, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know. My point is, though. I mean, he lives in Chicago, and obviously, he his promoting of this event was somewhat limited. So, I mean, I don't know that Beast can do much if they don't have a budget. Because as a as being a foreign promoter, you have to have a budget to really. You got to spend money to make money. You got to have a budget to get the right guys. Uh, the right promotion. It really seems like, honestly, their failed draw was either not wanting to put money in or not having to put money in be- because, I I mean, everything could have been fixed, actually, with a little bit of cash. Get a few better tier workers from the Illinois area. Get, you know, uh, better advertising. Hire some advertise. You know, I'm going to actually support I am actually going to spoil the thing that I went to beast with before this show happened. When I had first gotten uh, wins that it was going to happen, I said, you need to go book Eric Freedom. Yeah, Freedom. Freedom. Uh, you know, Freedom and I are the same age. The big differences between Freedom and I, and we, uh, we have very similar indie experiences, but I consider myself not the status of Eric Freedom because Eric Freedom broke into business when he was 18. By the time I met Eric Freedom, he'd already been doing job matches in WWE. You know what I'm saying? They, they had him working jobs in WWE. He was part of the Eric Bischoff. Like, one week I wrestled him, and he got on the mic and made sure to point out to the fans that he was on Nitro the, the Monday before as part of uh, Bischoff Security, which he was. You know, it, it's kind of funny because we look similar because I got calls from people asking if that was me. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but wow. It's, yeah, so it was Freedom, though. And, uh, you know, even though Freedom's probably more broken down physically than me at this point, you know, because more years on it, um, I still think he, he, he psychologically, he could tell a story and he's he's still willing to bump, I'm sure, within reason, as long as they're not crazy right. bumps. Um, right. He, he kind of powerhouse for the first couple of years I was there. He was kind of like their draw guy. You know, he was their champion pretty solid for a couple of years straight. 
<laughs> you know, and, there and, there are two more names that I'm going to bring up that could have been brought in as a part of this. Obviously, sending one of them. That's not the two that I'm going to name. The two that I'm going to name at this time. He is essential Illinois Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer Harker Dirge, aka Matt Maverick. A little hard to deal with sometimes backstage, but for the most part, great cat and uh, phenomenal wrestler. I've got to work a lot of matches with him. And the other one that I thought of, because I saw that he was booked for uh, Ian Rotten and IWA Mid-South, which we talked about earlier, if you wanted to make an impact in the Streeter High School and actually bring in a quality talent, this is who you should have brought in because he was a powerhouse original. And I don't know why I didn't think of this up until this point, but I didn't. Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. You yeah, would have sold Jimmy the fucking high school out with Jimmy Jacobs. That's what they you should probably have done. would have because because Jimmy Jacobs has has had enough TV time now too. What is, uh, I'm not going to talk about this uh, over the internet, but he's probably not too expensive either. I wouldn't imagine. No. So so yeah, but yeah, he would definitely be a guy. I mean, if I mean, you don't have to go crazy, but if you if you know you know say the guy's a little pricier, I, you know. If he's only twenty, thirty bucks pricier than some other Joe Schmo you could get, you know, bring in Jimmy Jacobs. You know, it's it's not that big of Jacobs is gonna sell those extra few seats by you putting them on the card. I, and I'll name this one too. While I'm not a fan of him because there's been allegations against him in, in the past years, uh he wrestled for Tim once as Osiris, but Congo Kong. Come on, I mean this is this is not rocket science on, on how they could have done this to be able to make bang here. And, oh, and these are guys that yeah, these, these are guys, guys that were a part of it. And not only that, but a lot of those guys are the the original crew. Um even when I was there, uh, the original crew was a super mixture of Illinois and like Indiana and Missouri. Right. And uh, like we 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 kept guys from you know, you know like Harker and them worked uh, Edge and Rhino in Michigan when they were there and then came down the next week and worked with us you know right for Edge and Rhino or anybody I mean there you got to realize the the depth we would travel back then so there's plenty well, of good talent that's going around here that's right. from the past but you know they're drives so you got to pay them a little bit more. Well, and another one that's still working, and I know he's another good friend of yours, the good old hype, Jimmy Shawwin. Mm. I like Jimmy. Jeez, now, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a statement here. If if I if I ever did get back in the ring, it'd probably be a tag match. Unless I was working Angus McDuff challenge going out to you, Angus. Um just because and there's only a few guys I would do it with. Shawwin's one of them. I could see tagging with him. Having the very Adam Sin gimmick that I had early right. in my career, I think I could do with hype. Um, but just saying, just saying. Um, uh, you know what would have been a great draw for him that would have just been stupid easy to do? Just have Tim come in and manage somebody or something. Tim's so well known by the old crowd in this area. And he wouldn't expect a lot of cash. Tim's a draw. Have him go out and manage. Have him have his own little group. I mean, and, and I proposed that to them as well. I was like, you know, because the rumor was Beast was going to have his retirement match. I was like, if you're going to do that and you're going to get screwed Tim's over. has got to be involved in that. Exactly. has got to be involved in that. Exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean this if is... you think about it, in the area, if you wanted to be a dick, we have our own Mr. McMahon. There were people that seriously, seriously got heat with him at some different points in their careers. And if if some company portrayed him as that kind of individual, you, you know what I mean? You could put over so much cool stuff. A lot of stories to be told. Tim, I mean, I, 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 I'm judging knowing Tim. Tim probably still has an interest in wrestling. But I'm just saying, I, I just think if somebody actually utilized them, something could come out of that. Yes. 100% agree. And Crimey, what do you have to say about any of that? Because I know you and Tim go way back. I don't have anything, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean I, I don't mind if you say something bad about him. He has heat with me, too. Everybody's gone through. Tim Lyle was inducted into the Central Illinois Hall of Fame. I gave a speech. Harker inducted him. I mean, it took a We clashed early on. It took me a while to come around to his way of thinking. I mean, as I got older and witnessed so many things, the only bugaboo I had was I didn't make judgments about town until I actually saw them work. Correct. Yeah. And that was my beef was he was making judgments without seeing them work. Yes. Uh, and Tim was known for that. Bugaboo of Central Illinois versus – or downstate Illinois versus Chicago. Yeah. He decided uh, Chicago had. Uh, because uh, Prime Fighter comes – Hold on, Finn. The, uh, the okay. Crime Fighter comes from the time of the Chicago boards and even, you know, when Chicago Pro Wrestling actually would send somebody out to the events um, to write an actual report on that. Finn, I know you remember that because they did that at the first mm-hmm. RCW show. Um, yeah. You don't have anybody like that anymore. But Crime Fighter does that to what he can. He's got a home uh, promotion. Know, and, and Crime Fighter and I never have always seen things eye to eye, right, Crimey? I mean, we've butted heads in the past. Like, you give me bad reviews and stuff, and I don't hold a grudge. I, I just never, try to make it Chris, I never got to see you wrestle even once. Well, I meant the actual product I thought you saw or something gave a bad review a couple times, but I mean, I don't hold any heat over that. <clears throat> I think I think in terms of Tim Lyle, he's one of the brightest minds that this area will ever know. He's responsible for Jay Repsol's success. Uh, there, we will break into that story next week. I'm hoping to have oh boy. somebody, let's that be one somebody with stories. us. Let that be some story next week, the story of RCW, because I um, know so much about that. <laughs> and it'll actually be funny. It will be one day after RCW would have turned 20 if they were still around. And, boy, would the business be different if that were um, still a thing. But, you know, Tim's responsible for – in Wicked Wrestling Alliance. Tim, to a point, is responsible for me because of how I got transitioned to HCWA, which led to me opening RWF. I mean, it all, everything goes back to Tim, especially in this area. And, I really uh, Tim feel is like somebody, Tim doesn't get enough credit. Tim is somebody that deserves to be in icons of the Illinois Valley, and unfortunately, Tim and I didn't see eye to eye when I ran things here in 2016 and 2017. I didn't want to run opposition to him. Katie will tell you this. I, I had conversations to her. No, nope, I said, honey, I begged him to be a part of this event. I don't want to step on his toes because Sin will tell you, he taught me the way he was taught by Lyle. You don't step on another promoter's toes. In this case, yeah. the venue called me and was like, hey, he's wanting to do another show. We'd rather have you. Well, that, that means my hands are tied. I needed a venue for Wrestle Wars 1. They were happy to have us. 
the only reason I did it. And, uh, you know, I gave Tim all the credit in the world. He bounced back from the sale of Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme or Powerhouse. He ran a couple shows under another banner at the Streeter High School, which were successful under that Next Generation Pro Wrestling banner. Uh, Crimey, did you make any of those or no? Uh, which ones? Uh, the NGPW that he ran for a short period of time? No. Okay. Um, so he was able to bounce back from the sale of Powerhouse. I don't know why th- that other company that he was a part of folded. I'm assuming they did and, and w- oh, let Jimmy Smith take the high school. I actually have like kind of an interesting story about that. Um, around that period, before he started running those shows, it was shortly after Wicked ended, uh, somewhere, I think it was before Dreamwave, uh, I ran into Tim just by chance somewhere. And Tim started talking to me about him and I working together to promote an event. And, uh, you know, I didn't totally rule it out, but we never followed through on it. And then, uh, yeah, he ended up running some shows with somebody else. So, um, those were good shows. They, 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 you know, they drew more than what PWX did. Um, I, I don't know that Tim Lyle will have anything to do with powerhouse. That is not his. Um, I know that he still, to my knowledge and this, to my knowledge, not saying that this is fact, to my knowledge, I believe that Tim Lyle still has issues with Beast, which would stop him or prevent him from taking a booking with that company, and they may have stopped him from making an appearance this past weekend, which would have been their saving grace. Um, oh, yeah. Don't know that to be factual, but, um, you know, that's that's kind of where that is. I, I would love know, to see Tim Lyle. Re- it, okay, if he pre-advertised even Tim as an, a manager. If, if it would have been like, Tim's got this stable of four guys, so I know I'm going to see him come out for a tag match and two singles matches as a, as a, as, as that ringside. You know, right. or just have him come out with his main guy or whatever, but have him have a stable. If I know I'm going to see Tim on the card, and I Tim hasn't made a wrestling appearance in this area in so long, I'd go to the show. I'd probably... I don't know if I'd pay like twenty for front row or something, but I'd drop fifteen on the ticket. You know, I wouldn't right. even hesitate. And and if I go, guess who goes with me? My daughter. If my daughter goes, this goes with her, another friend, maybe a one or two. Then who else goes with me? A friend of mine. So you know, all right there, you're what you start adding that up. That's what's getting near a hundred dollars for just bringing in one dude to come out and manage. You right. know, so it, it's not hard if you do the math right. Right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. We are going to close with one last song that Sin has not heard. This is called Heaven is a Wednesday Night by the Key Demo. And I, uh, 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 sorry, Heaven is a Wednesday Night in the Key Demo by Einar Wick. Wednesday nights I get to stay up late. Which Kenny Omega while I masturbate. Hey, Mom, I need to watch this show. Meltzer says I'm in the key demo. Meltzer says I'm in the key demo.
got indie stars drop out from wrestling school. Like Joe Janela at the top of the card. He trained himself in his own backyard. This is shit everyone should get. Well, everyone except Jim Cornette. Wednesday nights I get to stay up late. Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate. Who needs women? Or hanging round in bars When you can watch the Bucks and Seven Stars I'd rather watch the Bucks and Seven Stars Dynamite the word Best ever tag team division Haven't you heard? We've got Jericho Orange Cassidy and my Garrio like Tony, I do fantasy booking. A title tournament, now we're cooking. And I can wait to hear what Corny has to say when Marco Stunt goes all the way. Hey, Wednesday nights I get to stay up late. Which Kenny Omega while I masturbate. Hey, Mom, don't come in. Go away, I'm watching wrestling. Go away, I'm watching wrestling. Ah, uh, this is wrestling heaven. Don't listen to Corny, he hasn't been relevant since 87. He thinks that Luchasaurus can't work a lick, or that Bobby Eaton could hold the candles to either Matt or Nick. He wants to cut up our heroes with a rusty fishing knife, or get them in the hot tub to play soft submarine with him and his wife. And no, Mom, I'm not bitter. It has nothing to do with Jim blocking me on Twitter. And now, here comes Miro. Wearing pajamas like me, he's my hero. The young bucks could shoot on Buck Sawyer. Make Brock Lesnar take a Canadian destroyer. Don't come in, Mom. Don't come in. Are you touching your side again? Uh, no. Oh no! Wednesday nights I get to stay up late Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate Hey mom, I need to watch this show Meltzer says I'm in the key demo I am 39, I'm in the key demo I'm a single male, I'm in the key demo Right, and that will do us do it for us tonight. I'd like to thank my co-host. Yay! Yay! Hey, I'd like to stay tuned in. I would like to thank my co-host Kayada Katie, the Sultan of Slytherston, and our correspondent. The Mad Conservative Crime Fighter for tonight. We will see you each and every one of you right back here next week. Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil. It will be the divulsion into the revolution and my 20th year anniversary. That'll be here next Thursday night. Same bat place, same bat channel. And uh, we'll have that and so much more. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.